Welcome to the Business Intuition Podcast, the place where you can learn to trust your intuition to make business decisions without having to meditate for hours, wear crystals, or give up on coffee or wine. You don't have to leave your IQ at the door. Embrace intuitive intelligence to create a business that lights you up and finally experience the success that you deserve. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of my podcast, The Intuition Revolution in Business. And for those of you who are listening or watching on YouTube, welcome to my YouTube channel. Um, today, we have um, a theme of a Q&A. There's a cycle of content on my podcast Um, that rolls every four weeks. So the first week we have a training, second week we have a guest, third week we review a business book, and on the fourth week we have a Q&A. So the first thing I wanted to say to you is please head over to my page, The Intuition Revolution in Business, and ask me any questions you have about running an online business and integrating intuition into your online business or anything about intuition generally, what it is, how it works, um, anything really. So today's question is, how do I trust the answers I receive? And this question was asked by Tracy Swanson, who's in my Facebook group. So thank you so much, Tracy. This is a very, very good question. She also added to the question, sometimes I receive an answer and I know it to be true. And then my mind takes over and I'm left confused. Now, this is very, very common. It still happens to me, even though I have been using my intuition in business now for, um, well, consistently for five to six years and, um, and much more than that, inconsistently. <laughs> In fact, probably my entire life. But before we dive into this uh, really beautiful question, I want to make an announcement. So my announcement is that I have two VIP spots available at the moment. And I only ever have a limited number of VIPs um, in my books, um, mostly because if you don't know yet, I only work one day a week in my business. This has been a little bit relaxed recently. I can work a little bit on Tuesdays as well um, on an ad hoc, um, I want to say on an ad hoc um, basis, I suppose. That's how you say it. Um, I do work every morning before breakfast, before my kids wake up the rest of the week. But uh, as you can see, running a podcast, running a business and having VIPs, I need to manage my time um, to the best possible of my abilities. So if you are interested to working one-to-one -one with me, um, my VIP packages are usually three months, but um, my longest standing VIP, and she's still working with me, started with me in um, July 2020. So We're well past the one-year mark and our relationship continues to flourish and um, it's just a beautiful thing. So if you're interested, the investment is £1,750 for three months. You get eight sessions and you get, um, I work on um, 
Well, I've mentioned the EPIC framework before because this was one of the trainings um, for this month. Well, it actually, this full week cycle. So um, in, this, in this cycle, let's put, put it this way, because we're in October now and it was in September that I talked about my EPIC framework. But there's another layer that's come in. So my EPIC framework is energy, prosperity, intuition, and the triple C, which is clarity, courage, and confidence. Um, but in the past few weeks, I realized I actually have a second layer to this framework. And this, this second layer uh, has to do with um, what I call the wisdom. Okay, so it starts and this is more linked to intuition, whereas the EPIC framework is linked to setting the boundaries of your business to make sure you have the four um pillars that will allow your business to reach its highest potential. So I love to work with entrepreneurs or visionaries who have a big, big vision. And the bigger the vision, the more your foundations need to be rock solid. Okay. Does that make sense? So your foundations in order to be rock solid, it's not just business foundations. It's also epic foundations. So, you know, energy, knowing about energy is so important because in order to reach your biggest potential, you need to know how to manage your energy. You need to know how to not allow other people to use your energy. You need to know how to re, um, refill your cup when you feel um, drained, all that sort of thing. Prosperity, if you have any um, money blocks, and you will only find that your money blocks when you progress uh, to a bigger and bigger and bigger vision. Um, these are also essential to nip in the bud or to address when they crop up again and again and again, and they will, um, because otherwise without a good relationship to money, your business will never reach the level it's supposed to reach. And I see that a lot with heart-centered um, leaders and, and entrepreneurs. So this is something that is very, very important. Intuition is paramount because it enables you to follow the path that you are supposed to follow and it's not going to look like anyone else's. It'll also make things a lot easier for you. It will pave the way, so to speak. It will create synchronicities. It will bring to you cooperative components, as Abraham Hicks says, that will enable you to run a business without burning out, but also with a lot of joy, a lot of fun, and in a much much easier way than most people that don't, you know, use intuition. Clarity, the clarity piece comes from working in the business Akashic Records. Um, the courage piece is really something that um, is important because your intuition is going to show you things that is going to scare you. For example, if I take myself, I used to be super scared of the camera to the point, uh, or even seeing my face, to the point where I wouldn't have mirrors in the house. It was that bad. And so when I was shown um, what my business potential was, I had to overcome that fear. I had to overcome that block. And it took me a lot of courage to be on camera. You probably will not notice now because I've been practicing this for five to six years. So I've overcome, but it's taking me to take um, the courage to take the first step to get on camera. And that's something that you're, you're going to need because your business, your big vision is going to ask you to do things that you're not comfortable with or that scares you. 
um, one of the things that was scaring me is that I thought that people would come and call me a fraud and start, you know, telling me what, I, and, and it did happen a couple of times and it was very, very good because I used that as an opportunity to dig into my issues rather than being defensive against the people who did what they did to me. And interestingly enough as well, um, my following, my followers, my fan club, if you want to call it that way, stepped into my defense right away and actually shut that person out. I didn't even have to do the job, but of course I had to do the mindset work. And, and everybody will tell you that um, business success is 50% mindset work. Confidence is another one of these things that is super important. And how do you get confidence? By trying new things and having the courage. Confidence doesn't come first. You can't wait for confidence to be there in order for you to do the things that you're supposed to do. You have to have the guts. You have to have the courage to jump and take a risk, right? Nothing happens. Nothing amazing happens without taking risks. So anyway, that was to show you the EPIC framework, which we're going to continue to talk about in our four-week cycle. However, I wanted to bring the wisdom part of it. So my framework is actually now EPIC wisdom, which I think is brilliant. So the wisdom part is the uh, intuition part. It starts with W, and W is a question you always need to ask yourself, which is, what if I already knew the answer? I'm going to let that land because it's such a powerful question. What if you already knew the answer? What if the wiser part of you, this is where the wisdom, epic wisdom comes in, already knew what to do and your mind was kind of clouding the issue, your ego, the part of you that is full of fears. Um, I is for inner work. S is for signs, looking for signs to help you, guide you. D, gosh, I wrote it all down, now I forgot. <laughs> Let me go and check it out on my phone. It's kind of funny, isn't it? I mean, some people can remember things right away. For me, because I these ideas come to me through my intuition, I don't actually uh, find it that easy to remember. So it will take me a little while to remember the whole wisdom, um, the whole wisdom thing. Uh, hang on a minute. I don't think my picnic checklist is going to help me today. <laughs> oh, what a silly sausage I am. I'm going to have to get back to you about that. The D. Sorry. Here we go. D is for decluttering. Oops, and we're, I'm creaking my chair as well now. There's all sorts of sound effects on this uh, podcast. Isn't that fun? So D is for decluttering. Decluttering is essential, whether it's decluttering your mind, decluttering your life, um, decluttering your home, your office, the activities that you do in your business. O is for open mind and M is for mastery. So mastering the whole process of doing all these things. So that's my epic wisdom. Uh, I finally got to it. Thank you for your patience. And so now 
Uh, you know that I have VIP spots available. Please, if you want to discuss this with me, I have a 20 minute free call. I'm not a salesy person at all. All you need to do is book, um, go to my website, theintuitiverevolution.co.uk. And on there, if you scroll down, you'll have the three options to work with me. And for the VIP thing, you can just click for a discovery call to find out if we're a good match, okay? Uh, I'll be very honest with you uh, if I don't think we are. Um, no offense taken, okay? So now with the Q&A. How do I trust the answers I receive through my intuition? So there's two paths that you can take whenever you have to make a decision. One is with the intuition and one is with the intellect. And they're almost radical opposite. I'll show you how, how to do. So you've been trained to use your intellect to make, make decisions. And with the intellect, you want the proof first, the evidence first, and then you will trust, okay? With intuition, it's the opposite. You have to trust first, and then the proof will come later. This is very hard to switch from one to the other. It takes guts. It takes faith. And I'm not, I don't mean faith in a religious way. I mean, faith in a beautiful, um, you know, and I'm not saying religion is not beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying that it takes faith in the sense of believing in yourself, believing in a benevolent world, believing in, um, in your intuition uh, and believing that the universe has your back, which is not something that necessarily people who are religious believe in. So that's why I wanted to make that distinction with the word faith. And okay, it's a bit strange to talk about faith in business, but I believe that businesses are spiritual entities. They are, a lot of them are here to create good in this world. And that's what I want to foster in on this um, podcast and on this YouTube channel. So how do you believe in something before you get the proof? That takes a leap of faith. And it's the difference, and I made a little diagram that I'm gonna show for my YouTube um, um, subscribers, is you're here at the top of the cliff, you have wings and you need to just jump off the cliff and fly. Whereas with intellect alone, you're just walking. You're walking at the bottom of that cliff and, and you can see that the experience is completely different, yeah? Flying and walking don't require the same skills, but they also won't bring you the same experience. Personally, I've always dreamt of flying. In fact, when I was a child, I kept on dreaming that I could fly. It was just this amazing feeling. So there is a way to build that confidence, okay? And it's through practice. If you learn to fly, you're not going to fall off, the, you're not going to jump off the highest of cliffs and, and then just hope that it's going to work. What you're going to do is you're going to maybe jump from um, a meters high and try your wings and then two meters and then three meters. And with the intuition, it's a little bit the same. You want to build that confidence in your wings. So I would say that step number one to build that confidence is to go on what I call an intuition treasure hunt. And I love these, they're just fabulous. So what does that imply? That implies going, collecting intuitive stories from your life, looking back at, uh, at, at the past 
and seeing where your intuition helped you make some amazing decisions in your life. Very often I hear people say to me, especially in their private lives, not necessarily their business life, you know, when I met that person, I knew they were the right one for me in their romantic relationships, for example. And these are the beautiful starts of, of powerful love stories usually, if it's come, come from a place of intuition. And, and if you've done enough work on yourself that you're not codependent and have all sorts of issues. So collect intuition stories, preferably in your business. But if you don't have them just yet in your business, then start with your private life. When did you follow your intuition? What happened? When did you not follow your intuition? What happened? When did you think you followed your intuition? And what happened? And when did you follow your intuition and got a, res a result that was different from what you expected? And that is very, very important because intuition doesn't care about money, for example. It cares about growth. It cares about you reaching the next level. So it might ask you to do something and you expect that to have a certain result and it doesn't. And then you get disappointed in your intuition. I've done it myself. That's why I know um, how it works. And I've had to rein back my expectations on what my intuition was supposed to, um, to bring as results. And once I've done that, it was a lot easier to follow my intuition and trust it. Okay. So I'm going to give you an example with what happened in 2009 when my intuition, um, through a reading I had with a, a friend who was very, very intuitive, asked me to write a book about slimming. So back then I was a clinical hypnotherapist and I had a string of clients that had come to me in the, in the past three to four months. And um, I didn't make anything of it, even though I understood that on some level as a therapist, you often have people come to you to help you heal your own issues. So there's a lot of resonance between um, what your clients are experiencing and what you might have experienced I still need to, to, to heal. And what's really interesting, and is, this is, of course, the law of attraction in action, because you attract to you people who are on the same vibe. So if you still have some issues to work around, let's say slimming, and I did, and I still do, but I don't work in this field anymore, uh, then you will attract people who need help and support with that. Now, what's important to understand, which is something I didn't understand back then, is that you only need to be two to three steps ahead of your ideal client, which is something that um, is a wonderful thing um, in business and something that um, Russell um, Brunson um, talks about in his Expert Secrets book, which I really, really recommend. It's, it's, I'm just reading it at the moment, actually, and it's opened my eyes to so many things that I wish I knew much, much earlier um, in my business. So anyway, the angels or my intuition, whatever you want to call it, asked me to write a book about slimming. And I got the guidance, right? I started writing the, the, the book. I wrote it in four weeks, my first draft. And I had, I didn't have that much experience in writing books, um, especially not in English, okay? Once I wrote the first um, draft, everything lined up. I literally bumped into a lady who had just self-published her own book. So she gave me the details of her graphic designer, um, of the actual printer she was using. 
Um, so it was, it was amazing. I even signed up an agent for it and I signed up, you know, I didn't have to kind of pitch my book to 10 different kind of, or even a hundred kind of agents. I literally saw a post on Facebook, decided to contact the agent that was mentioned on that post. He had just a little, very simple, um, website at the time where there was just a, you know, contact me box and I didn't overthink it. I just set, wrote from my heart. It kind of flowed out of me. I pitched my book and literally he answered the next day, which is something he said to me, he never does. So there was clearly an energy thing that I was following, which is a sign when you're, um, you know, time tuned in, tapped on to your intuition. However, I never got a book deal. And I never made real money out of this book. So I thought it was the biggest failure in my business. And I beat myself up for years about it. Didn't want to mention to anyone that I actually wrote a book because I hadn't made it to the number one Amazon bestseller or whatever. Although at the time, it was very, very different to print uh, self-publisher books. So anyway, um, I made it into a failure. This was my filter. And of course, I did it because deep down, below, uh, deep down inside, I felt like a failure. So everything that didn't turn out the way I expected it to was considered a failure. But in fact, when I look back on this experience from 2009, I can see that it was gold. I learned everything I needed to become a book coach, which is what I decided to do when I went online in 2015. So six years later, I had the knowledge and I knew how to help people to write books and finish books, not just start them, finish books. It's something I still do in my business. And it's from that experience back in 2009. But I wanted to make it mean that I was going to have a book deal and I was going to become a, you know, a New York bestseller. Um, I also realized after signing my agent that I had a sabotaging pattern because I, he asked me to write a second edition of the book and I couldn't do it. So I actually lost the chance of having a book deal. He had a shed on the, on, on behind in his books and, um, they were interested in my book, but they said, because it had been published already, they wanted a new version of it, a new edition. And I couldn't do it because I had this massive imposter syndrome. Because in the meantime, after I wrote, written my book in 2009, I had another baby. I put on some weight. And so my book that was about holistic slimming, I felt I was an imposter and I couldn't possibly write about slimming when I had, still had weight issue myself. So I sabotaged my book deal. All this was gold, even though it looked like a failure. It was actually, do you know what? I actually since learned that failure is essential to succeeding in business. And that's not something I knew. I know it now and I can look at it with the eyes of love, but boy, was I hard on myself about that failure. So my intuition told me to write the book and I learned so much that I still value today. My ego thought if intuition is asking me to write a book, it should be a resounding success. Can you see the difference? Can you see that intuition doesn't care about money? It doesn't care about success. It cares about growth and what you need, not what you want. So we need to let go of expectations of what intuition will bring you. So 
Step one is to collect all these stories and take the filter out of failure if necessary, because that's your ego stepping in and it's got nothing to do with intuition. And then step two is going to understand how your intuition speaks. Okay, intuition, it's like it speaks a foreign language. And because I am a linguist myself, um, I am French and I'm speaking English to you right now. I also speak fluent Spanish, even though I haven't used it in a decade. So it would be a little bit difficult for me to speak Spanish for, to you right away. But you can't expect to be fluent in the language in a day. So if you are new to intuition, now I know I always say intuition, we're born with it. But the problem is we never use it. So we forget it, just like I'm forgetting my Spanish because I'm not using it. So you can't, you have to put the time and the effort into learning how to communicate with your intuition. Okay, now I want to ask a question that really bothers me. Why is it that when we learn a skill, it's okay to make mistake. It's okay to take the time. Um, you know, there's a learning curve, but when it comes to intuition, we think that we need to get it right or it's not for us. Now think about it for a moment. Why is that? No, intuition is just like any other skill. You have to practice it and hone it and make it better, okay? You have to gain the knowledge about how your intuition works and your intuition will be different from anyone else from experimenting and having the courage to get it wrong, having the courage to take that risk. We're getting back to the imagery or the, the metaphor of the wings and the cliff. You can't get anything uh, of value with intuition if you don't take risks, okay? But at the same time, it's your mind's job to doubt your intuition, okay? And we are trained to live in doubt, doubting ourselves, being in fear. Um, but we have to learn to live with it. It's always going to be there, okay? Now, there's one thing that's gonna help you is that intuition lives in the body, whereas doubt lives in the mind. So placing your hand on your heart will always help to connect to your intuition and it will help to switch off your mind because it's almost like bringing the energy from your mind to your heart, okay? I'm gonna share with you a little example of what happened over the weekend or over the course of pa the past week that will illustrate uh, why um, checking with your body is so important. Now, I'm, I'm a person that can get excited quite easily. I love, che uh, you know, cheering people on. I love new ideas. I can see right away if an idea feels good. And so I had an impulse, and I think it was from my intuition, because I'm not an impulsive person, though. I usually, you know, I'm quite chilled, and I, you know, I do things. Yeah, um, I'm, not, I'm not an impulsive person. But I had an impulse to watch a video from my piano teacher that talked about how many uh, free pianos are available everywhere. So you can actually get a piano for free if you want to start playing the piano. Now, if you're interested to start playing the piano, reach out to me and I'll give you the details of my piano teacher's five-day challenge that starts today, okay? But this is not the purpose of our video. Let's just focus on it. So. I went on to Marketplace because I was curious to see how easy it would be to get a piano and how many pianos were for free. Because when I decided to start playing the piano almost 10 years ago, actually, 
I struggled. I wanted to find a secondhand piano and I just couldn't find anything. And so I had to save up. And actually in the end, my husband bought me a piano. We were quite broke at the time. So it was, it was a big issue. And I was like, what? I could have had a piano for free. So I went on Marketplace and I found so many free pianos. It just, you know, it just, I, I couldn't believe it in a way. <clears throat> so I fell in love with the piano that I saw on Marketplace. It was just so beautiful. And I loved the idea. But because I had the impulse for my intuition to start with, I almost felt like I was supposed to get that piano. And I ignored a feeling in my body. I was stuck in my mind. I, I, there was a feeling in my body that says, this is wrong. Don't do it. So I thought, oh, but it's probably because the piano is not right. But every uh, hurdle that I went through checking the piano, I asked them to play the keys. Everything seems to be fine. There was nothing like particularly wrong with it. So I got excited and my birthday is coming. So I thought, oh, wow, this is going to be such an amazing um, birthday present. And I nearly ignored that feeling. But I, because there was quite um, an investment to get the piano moved professionally, I decided to sleep on it. And the next day I journaled and I realized what it was in my body that felt wrong about this piano. And so I decided not to get it. But you can see because it was an impulse to my intuition and I followed the energy and the energy was beautiful and it was great. I convinced myself it was my intuition that continued to play in this um, episode, whereas my mind had, you know, had overtaken my intuition. It had ignored the feelings in my body and it was now trying to convince myself what a great idea it was. So I want you to be aware that this is something that your mind can do, right? Just because it starts as an intuition doesn't mean it's going to continue as an intuition. And you need to pay attention and constantly tune in within your body, okay? So I know now, looking back, that this was a test from my intuition to help me understand how intuition works even better. And I still learn things about intuition every day. It's such a complex area and it's such a fascinating subject. So I was right, but it was not the right time. So I know that when the time is right, everything will line up. Okay. So I gave you two steps. One of the steps was to go on a treasure hunt. The second step was to learn how your intuition speaks to you. Now, I am running actually a five-day challenge at the end of the week that I want you to join because it's going to be so fun and so powerful. And these are the first two, actually, these are step two and three in the challenge to help you understand your intuition and to go on a treasure hunt. I'm not going to tell you the, um, the, the first task so you have a bit of a, you know, a, a surprise, um, but I really encourage you to sign up. The link will be in the show notes within the app um, so that you can learn to trust your intuition to make important decisions in your business. And I will say it's for complete beginners all the way to people who are quite, um, who, who even use their intuition maybe in their business professionally for their own clients. Because using intuition for yourself is a completely different ball game. Okay. You can be incredibly intuitive for other people, but it can be very hard for yourself because for yourself, you have that emotional attachment to things. You have more self-doubt that comes into it. So it will be helpful for people who are already using their intuition in their business for other people and who want to use it for themselves. So it's free. 
It's in my free group. But if you want to receive the emails and the special offer, you will need to, um, to sign up for the emails, right? I'm not going to spam your, um, your inbox. It's really to send you the tasks and then to offer you that very special offer at the end of it. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. Thank you for those of you who have watched on YouTube. And I'll see you again next week for our training um, episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Intuition Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating, and if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. Don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, Business Intuition for Female Entrepreneurs. And go on to my website to download my free workbook, on the four steps to trust your intuition in business. My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk.